This is my tribe. 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 What's up? Welcome to the Tribe Night Messages podcast. Tribe Night is for students who are curious about faith and eager to discover how a relationship with Jesus could change their lives, their schools, and the heartland. For more information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at cstone.students or text tribe to 94000. Hope you enjoy the message. saying, Jacob? Oh, no. Well, I'm excited to be here tonight. Hope everybody else is. Yeah, Jacob is. Jacob's always excited everywhere he goes. You don't like the woohoo, Beckett? No, I'm sorry. Everybody, no more woohoos. Well, how many of you like to work out? Raise your hand if you like to work out. What about just like exercise in general, like cardio, all the good stuff? You guys like that? Yeah? See, when I was in school, when I was in high school, when I was in middle school, I absolutely hated working out. I despised it. How many of you guys are in like a strength and conditioning class or something like that? Anything? that Does your school offer those? I did anything I could to avoid those classes. Like, I would tell the teacher that I couldn't take those because whatever, whatever health reason, I was a liar, I'm just going to admit it now, I didn't want to do anything that overexerted myself. I was straight up lazy, and I hated working out. And whenever I was playing baseball, I was the kid who was jogging when we were doing our laps, or I was the kid who was making everybody have to run more because I wasn't doing it fast enough, or I didn't act like I cared. And the truth was, I didn't. I just didn't like workout. I hated it. I was tired, and I just wanted to go inside and play video games. I was kind of a bum. It's just how it goes. And sports weren't my thing. But I hated the idea of working out. Couldn't stand it. I didn't care about becoming stronger. I was, I mean, as you can tell, I still don't really care all that much about being a big guy. Like, it's just not high on my priority list. I didn't really care about being powerful or being faster or quicker. It just wasn't something that mattered to me. 
And now that I'm older, I, I do work out a little bit. I see the importance to it. I enjoy it a little more than I used to. It's something that me and my dad can do. It's just a fun activity, I guess. But I'm still not that concerned with how much I'm lifting or anything like that. Like, I'm just not that concerned with being a super strong person. That's not how everyone who goes to the gym feels. I don't know if you guys have ever been into, like, a gym where you get a gym membership and you go in there and there's strangers and people that you may not know. And there's some people in there, like, just absolute beasts, like big guys that come in that are like power lifters. And I'll be honest, I'm kind of jealous of them, even though it's not something that I want to do. I do look at them and I'm like, man, that's pretty cool that they can lift that much. Those guys that come in and they look like they're just like 400 pounds of just pure steel, they could go to the Olympics tomorrow. But I'm pretty relaxed at the gym. As you can tell, I'm not that big. I don't have a ton of muscle on me. But some of those guys around me are dropping weights left and right because it's so heavy. They're yelling. They're grunting. They're absolutely sweating, like just dripping sweat. And I'm not, I don't sweat either. Like I'm just a pretty boy. I'll just be honest. I don't like to sweat. I don't like to work out. You're, lo- you're starting to learn about me that I'm not quite as manly as I should be. But it was quite clear to me that these guys in the gym who are just dropping weights left and right, it's pretty natural for them. Even though they did work hard for it, it was natural for them to want to be strong, to want to be the strongest, the best, the most powerful person in the room. They cared about being powerful. But power looks, it looks different for everyone. For some people, it's physical power, it's strength, it's how much weight you can lift. For you... Power might look like being the one who can grab everyone's attention in a room. Whenever you walk into a group of people, you have the story that everyone is listening to. You're the center of attention. Or it might be the power to influence your friend group to do whatever. Like if you say it, they're going to do it. They look at you and they just see you as a leader. Whatever Whatever you you suggest for the weekend, whatever activity you suggest, they're like, yeah, that sounds fun. We're going to go do what they say. Maybe power looks like for you having a later curfew or finally getting your driver's license. Or maybe you have an idea of the kind of power you want, but you don't have it yet. But you really, really, really want that power. You see... Just think about it for a second. Like we all have something in our lives that we kind of want some power over. Maybe you've dreamt of being captain of your sports team. Maybe you wanted to be first chair in the band. Maybe you've thought about running for president for student council. Maybe you're in middle school and you imagine the kind of power that comes from being an upperclassman in high school and you can't wait to get there. The idea of being in a place of power or being in authority, which is just someone who has more power than you do, right? Someone who's in authority is just someone who has more power than you do. This idea of being in authority, of having power, can be kind of exciting at times. It can make us feel important, respected, or even 
maybe a little intimidating to others. And some of you might be searching for that. Maybe having power gives us a sense of having all this control. And maybe if it's not a lot of control, even just a little bit of control. And who doesn't want just a little bit of control over something, right? Even, I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, we're being completely honest, we would all like to feel powerful. We all want to feel what it feels like to have power because it puts us in control. It puts us above other people. It puts us to where we get to make the call. See, if you've ever been in a place of power, you know that it doesn't always go the way you imagine. It's not as easy and as fun as it always sounds. Like, even if you have power, there's usually always someone that has more. You aren't always sure what to do with it when you have the power. Maybe someone gave you a role, and you have all the power to make the decision. You don't really know which way to go now. It's not always as great as we think it's going to be. And that leaves us with some complicated feelings about power, right? Complicated feelings about the people who are in power. Complicated feelings about those who have power and those who don't have any. We start thinking about why we want it. Think about that for a second. Why do you want power? Maybe you're someone who doesn't. But if you are, think for just a second, what is it that makes you want power? And then, what would you even do with it if you had it? Maybe we feel like it just never quite turns out the way we think it should. You think, if I just had the power, then everything would happen the way that I think it should happen. But the truth is, power is complicated. And in other words, competing for and then gaining power is complicated. It's not easy to have it. It's not easy to try to earn it. And then once we do have it, what we do next can be really, really complicated. So what do we do about power? Power and authority have been around for a really long time, from the absolute beginning, from the very beginning. And it wasn't designed to be as complicated as it sometimes seems. Like power seems so complicated, but it wasn't designed to be a super complicated thing. See, the opening part of the Bible is called Genesis, which means the origins. And this, this book of origins, this book of origins who people believe was written by Moses, is about the creation of all things, including us, including human beings. And in it is written some really, really incredibly important things when it comes to our idea of authority or power. And here's what it says. It says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So that line that's in there, so that they may rule, so that they may rule, was written about human beings from the very, very beginning. Remember, this is the origins. 
creation of all things, and it was written that they may rule, meaning human beings. According to the writer, humans were literally put on this planet to have power. They're put on this planet and given power or authority over the rest of creation from the very beginning. Humans, me and you, were designed by God to have traits of God as well. That's what it means whenever it says to have God's image inside of us. And it's with God's image and likeness in us that we're supposed to demonstrate and practice authority. So we're all, we were given authority and power from the very beginning, and it says that God's image is in us. So it sounds like it should be pretty easy. Like, we're just supposed to rule over creation, and God is in us, and we'll do it just the way God designed it. Sounds great, right? But if we fast forward to today, it's easy to see how humans have used this idea of power, this idea of authority for good, but it's also easy to see the way that humans have used it for the absolute opposite. The way humans have used it and turned things completely upside down. Can turn them upside down from the way God intended it, from the way it was originally ever supposed to be. See, power has been used to liberate and to help people. But it also has been used to oppress, harm entire groups of people. The power has been used to bring peace among people. But it's also been used to start wars that have wiped out millions of people. Power has been used to create resources that meet people's needs and help them with life. And it's also been used completely irresponsibly in a lot of cases. So even though power was a part of the deal at creation, like from the beginning power was something that was normal, humans haven't always used it well. And a lot of times it feels like we don't use it well at all. That wasn't the case with one. That wasn't the case with Jesus. See, Jesus turned the idea of power completely upside down. Jesus flipped this idea of power upside down in a way that people didn't expect it. They didn't know that you could rule like that. They didn't know what to do with it. They looked at Jesus, and they just didn't understand the way he was doing anything. He did things completely different than other religious leaders, than other powerful people, other authority figures. He did it completely different. When other leaders fought to be seen as increasingly powerful by putting others down, by stomping on people's dreams, Jesus chose to do the opposite. Not only that, he did something none of them could pull off. Absolutely none of them could. He was killed by those leaders who were threatened by the way he was living. He was killed by them because they didn't like the way that he did things, right? But then, in the biggest power flex possible, something that they could never even dream of doing, he came back to life. See, they tried to kill him, wipe him out, because they didn't like the message that he was portraying. Because he was saying that the way they were leading was wrong. So they killed him, 
And he showed just how powerful he was by coming back to life. In fact, just so there were no questions, Jesus actually made it really clear what kind of power he had whenever he said this. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. There's really no room for questions when it comes to Jesus' authority. Like He proved how powerful he was. And whenever he says that, he's like, look, just in case if you're wondering, if you're curious about it, after the whole coming back to life thing, if you still don't get it, I have been given all authority over everything. That's how powerful Jesus is. And this is good news. It's really good news because it means that he's the perfect example of what being powerful is supposed to look like. See, Jesus could have used his power to put down, to stomp on people's dreams like those leaders did, to oppress people. He could have done all the things just the way they were because he had all the power in the world. He had all authority. But he used it to do things that people didn't expect. He set out to create an upside-down kingdom where power was used in the way that God had planned for it from the very beginning. See, in a culture that was, used, that was used to things being a certain way, it was completely upside down the way he used his power. He showed that he honored and valued women with his power. He proved that he wasn't okay with the corrupt and evil system. He healed people who were sick. He used his power to hang out with the outcasts of society, to forgive people who had wronged him, to include people who the most powerful people completely ignored because they saw them as worthless. He never used his power to make others feel small, hurt them, or oppress them. His is an example of power being turned upside down of using power in a way that we don't see it used very often. But also, even more than that, it's a picture of how power is used absolutely perfectly. That's what Jesus did. He used power perfectly. So no matter, no matter what your experience has been with people in authority over you, people that you've seen that have power, or whether you are someone who have had power or not. Maybe you haven't handled power so well in your own experiences. Regardless of all of that, Jesus' Jesus's example shows us how power is supposed to be used. And not only that, he shows us that his authority is the only authority. And we can follow and model him when we are given a little bit of power ourselves, right? So when we're given that power, we can look to him and see how it is that we're supposed to use it. He shows what power and authority in an upside-down kingdom can and should look like. Jesus turns this idea of power completely upside down. So what does that mean for like you and me? What does that mean for you and me as we're going through life trying to get this power thing right? Well, really the only place that we can start is to choose this. We have to choose to rethink the way 
that we think about power and authority. We can't keep thinking about it the way that we're programmed to think it as we grow up. And the reason is because whether we are people who push back against authority, whether we're people who are looking for our opportunities to gain more power than we currently have, chances are good. Our chances are also that we have seen or used power in a way that doesn't really reflect the way God intended it. Maybe it wasn't you who used power incorrectly, but you've probably seen power used in a way that God did not intend it to be. Or maybe it was you. So if you're ready to take a new approach, a new approach to the way that you think about authority, I think here are a few ways that we can start. The first one is we have to think about Jesus. We absolutely have to think about Jesus when we're given power and when we look at people who are in power. See, before going after power or going against the people who have authority over us, we should think about the things we just talked about that Jesus said and what Jesus did, right? We should ask ourselves, what was it that made Jesus a good authority figure? And how did he use his power? Because like it was said earlier, he is the perfect example of it, the perfect example of having power. So when we look to him, then we'll be better able to know what to do when we're given power of any kind, whether it's little, whether it's big. We'll also know the kinds of authority figures that are worth following. Because not everyone who's in authority is worth following. Then, once you've thought about Jesus' example, you can do this. You rethink how you use the power that you have. See, chances are you have at least some power and influence, even if it's small. Think about ways you can leverage your power for good. Sometimes we make this word power so big and you think it has to be something huge. But power is just the way you talk to your friends. Power can be how you are interacting with other people and how they see you. See, whenever we're with our friends and we're having a conversation and we try to get them to do something, that is a use of power. It's not a lot of power, but it's there. Maybe you can be the one to invite the kid who is always alone at school into the conversation. You can use your power in that way. Maybe you can use your influence to stop the joke when you see that someone else is actually really, really hurt by it. Maybe you can be the person who puts an end to gossip and shuts down rumors. You're not, you're not just someone who hears it and moves on and says, oh, well, that doesn't have anything to do with me. You use your power and your influence to say, no, we don't do that. We don't just talk about it in small group about how we wish we, were, we could do this or how if we were better friends then this would happen. We actually have to do it. We have to be it in real life. And the next thing is rethink about the authority figures that are in your life. Take some time to think about like the coaches, teachers, parents, small group leaders, bosses, Whoever else seems to have some kind of power in your life, take a second to think about them. Maybe you love the way they use power. 
or maybe you completely hate it. Either way, you have to learn to look for the good. Like, look for the positive things in who they are and the way that they use the authority that they have. Maybe they believe deeply in your potential. Maybe they defend you when you need it most. Maybe they've taught you a valuable life lesson. The truth is that authority can be really annoying. When I was younger, I respected authority, but I didn't like it. It bothered me when people told me what to do. I wasn't someone that pushed back a lot, but it irritated me when I was told what to do. But when you think about the example that Jesus gave us, and you line it up with the ways that people around you use their power, are there things that actually do match up sometimes? See, by rethinking about the authority figures in your life, you can change the way that you see them, or even change the way that you treat those that have power moving forward. But just to, be, just to be completely clear, though, this doesn't mean that you should ignore the reality of harmful authority or the harmful ways people use their power. See, there is a really big difference between authority that's annoying and you don't like and authority that's actually harmful. You might be annoyed that your mom is using her power to ask you to take out the trash, but she's not bad for doing it. In fact, she's using her power to teach you responsibility as lame as it may seem or as annoying as it may feel when you're trying to get out of the house. But anyone who uses their power in ways that are harmful to you, someone else, or themselves is not using authority in ways that align with Jesus' in fact, Jesus spoke out against this kind of authority time and time again. Remember, Jesus turned the idea of power upside down and used his authority and his power for the good of other people, to help free oppressed people and to benefit those he had power over, not to hurt them, not to harm them, but to build them up. So if you're experiencing this use of power in harmful ways, the best thing that you can do is to speak up. In fact, my hope is that this group of people is the safest place in the world for you to talk about anything. So say something if you're in a position where authority is being used in harmful ways. So, yes, the answer is we do and we probably will get annoyed with those in authority sometimes. Or even find ourselves wanting power in ways that might not be necessarily beneficial. But we can be confident that in Jesus we have this perfect example of the way power and authority were intended to be used. So he used his power in an upside-down way, in a way that you don't see it being used. So as we go about our day-to-day -day lives, and as we get older and find ourselves in positions of authority more often, because you will, the older you get, the more chances for power come up. We can choose, when that happens, to rethink the way that we think about power and authority. See, and when we do, we may see that our perspectives on people like our parents, guardians, bosses, teachers, and coaches 
that begins to change. When we look for the good in our teachers, we may find our class actually gets better and more enjoyable. When we see our coaches in a positive light, we may find ourselves running harder and less tempted to talk back to them. When we see the ways that our parents sacrifice for us, taking out the trash won't feel so annoying anymore. The way we think about authority can actually change how we experience authority and how people in authority interact with us. Plus, we'll have a better picture of what good authority is supposed to be like. When we're in positions of authority and power someday, we don't want to be the people that are using it in ways that don't build other people up. So we have to change the way we view power now before we have too much of it and it's too late. So why not start to rethink about the way you think about power and authority tonight? Think about your answer to this question. When you think about power, what's the first thing that comes to mind? When you think about power, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Some of us, it's negative. Some of us, it's positive. Some of us, it's, it's a deep want for more. And for some of us, it's wishing you didn't have as much power as you do. The goal of this series is going to be for us to see how we can use power in a way that points back to Jesus. We do that, it builds everyone up around us, and it shows how power was intended to be used from the very beginning. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for each person in this room. I thank you for bringing us all here safely. I thank you for your son and the perfect example of everything that he gives to us. The perfect example of power that we can look to and see. We can see just how power is supposed to be used in a way that builds people up, that loves people, that cares for them. That doesn't push people down so we can have more power. That doesn't belittle people so we can feel intimidating. I pray that each person in this room would look to Jesus whenever they're given power. Would look to Jesus when they see people who have power over them. We would change the way that we view power and not view it as something so we can control people, so we can love people better. I pray this all.